Welcome to Seeking Alpha's Wall Street Breakfast, your daily source of market news and analysis. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. Good morning. Today is Wednesday, September 8th. I'm Pim Fox. Our top stories include cryptocurrencies crater, office occupancy in the United States stagnates, and get ready for a cascade of initial public offerings. Those stories and more, but first, let's get you caught up on markets. U.S. equity futures indicate a slightly weaker start for Wall Street today. Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ 100 futures are down as much as four-tenths of a percent. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note ticked down to 1.35% from 1.37%. Oil prices are higher. Brent crude is adding a tenth of a percent to 71.79 a barrel. Overseas, the stock's Europe 600 is down 1.3% ahead of Thursday's ECB meeting. The Shanghai Composite Index ended the day flat, while Hong Kong's Hang Seng Index slipped a tenth of a percent. In Japan, stocks rose nearly 1%. That's the seventh consecutive day of gains. Bitcoin down a half a percent at $46,500. It plunged as much as 17% yesterday. Now to our top stories. In a classic sell-the-news move, nearly $240 billion in value was wiped from the cryptocurrency markets on Tuesday as El Salvador pursued a rollout of Bitcoin as legal tender, while major crypto exchanges saw widespread global outages. Temporary technical trading issues were reported by users of exchanges such as Coinbase Global, the largest U.S. crypto trading platform. And while McDonald's has started accepting Bitcoin in El Salvador, Reuters is reporting that more than 1,000 people marched in the capital city of San Salvador to protest the adoption of Bitcoin. Offices in 10 major U.S. cities were just 33% occupied in the week ending August 25th. That's according to Castle Systems, an access control company that tracks how many people swipe into buildings. That's a slight increase over the prior week, but down from a 35% peak in July. In New York, occupancy rates were 22%, and in San Francisco, just 20% of office space was occupied. New York and San Francisco are the two worst markets among the 10 major metropolitan areas tracked by Castle. Douglas Durst, the chairman of real estate developer the Durst Organization, said that earlier this summer over 35% of the workforce in the company's New York office buildings had returned, but the return rate in the last week of August was about 25%. And get ready for a surge in initial public offerings. Companies that are readying to go public include Rent the Runway, Chobani, Warby Parker, and Allbirds. Technology offerings are also on tap. Software company Freshworks is targeting a late September offering at a valuation of roughly $10 billion, and restaurant software provider Toast is seeking a valuation of roughly $20 billion. The Roger Federer-backed Swiss running shoe maker On Holding is set to be one of the first IPOs pitching to investors and is aiming for a roughly $5 billion valuation. In other news, PayPal agreed to buy the Japanese buy-now-pay-later startup Payday for about $2.7 billion. It's a move that will boost its business in the world's third-largest e-commerce market. Payday lets Japanese shoppers make purchases online, then make monthly payments in a consolidated bill at a convenience store 
or via a bank transfer. The company uses proprietary technology to score creditworthiness, underwrite transactions, and guarantee payment to merchants. It says his three-pay monthly installment offering has more than 6 million registered users. Microsoft is buying the video editing software startup ClipChamp. Francis Sanofi is strengthening its transplant business with the acquisition of the biotechnology company Cadmon for $1.9 billion. Shares of Moderna rallied to a fifth straight gain Tuesday after Morgan Stanley analyst Matthew Harrison added nearly $150 to his price target on an increased outlook for the biotechnology company's COVID-19 vaccine sales. The stock has rocketed nearly 600% over the past 12 months. Northrop Grumman and Lockheed Martin have invested in a spacecraft refueling startup. The military and aerospace contractors joined a more than $10 million financing round for a San Francisco-based Orbit Fab, which plans to launch two refueling shuttles as early as next year. Ford Motor hired Doug Field away from Apple to manage its own efforts to better integrate software into its automobiles. Field joins the company as Chief Advanced Technology and Embedded Systems Officer. The head of the United Kingdom's financial watchdog criticized an Instagram ad posted in June by Kim Kardashian that promoted the cryptocurrency Ethereum Max and used it as an example of rampant speculation in the cryptocurrency market. Charles Rendell, the chair of the UK's Financial Conduct Authority, said in a speech Monday that Kardashian was, quote, paid to ask her 250 million Instagram followers to speculate on crypto tokens by joining the Ethereum Max community. Randall added that it, quote, may be the financial promotion with the single biggest audience reach in history. Facebook's encrypted messaging service WhatsApp isn't as private as it claims, according to a new report from ProPublica on Tuesday. It claims that Facebook is paying more than 1,000 contract workers around the world to read through and moderate WhatsApp messages that are supposedly private or encrypted. The report also says the company shares certain private data with law enforcement agencies, such as the U.S. Department of Justice. Facebook and Ray-Ban have an advertisement that appears to promote their planned smart glasses with an event coming Thursday. Activist hedge fund Elliott Management has a more than $1 billion stake in Citrus Systems and wants the software company to take action to boost its stock price. Citrix makes software that allows users to virtually access desktops as well as other cloud computing capabilities. Intel plans to spend up to $95 billion for two chip factories at a new European site and will commit chip manufacturing capacity at an Ireland factory to automotive chips. Apple is scheduled an event for September 14th called California Streaming, at which the company is expected to unveil its latest line of iPhones. GameStop's first earnings report since former Amazon.com executive Matt Furlong took over as CEO is today. The video retailer turned meme sensation is set to report July quarter results after the market closes. BlackRock raised nearly a billion dollars for the first mutual fund solely run by a foreign firm that is allowed to sell to Chinese individuals. Similarly, George Soros on Monday slammed BlackRock for funneling billions of dollars into China, a move he says imperils clients' money and U.S. security. Soros, in a Wall Street Journal op-ed piece, warned that BlackRock's investment in China is tantamount to propping up an oppressive regime. He warns it's, quote, likely to lose money for BlackRock's clients and, more important, will damage the national security interests of the U.S. and other democracies.
Toyota said it would spend nearly $9 billion over the next decade to build factories for electric car batteries. Blackstone has agreed to buy the Chamberlain Group in a deal that values the family-owned maker of LiftMaster garage door openers at about $5 billion, including debt. State Street has agreed to buy Brown Brothers Harriman's Investor Services Unit for $3.5 billion. Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas President Robert Kaplan made multiple million-dollar-plus stock trades in 2020, according to a financial disclosure form provided by his bank. Kaplan's stock holdings include Apple, Amazon.com, Boeing, Alphabet, Facebook, and Marathon Petroleum. And most New Orleans residents who are still without power can expect to see their lights return today. Ten days after Hurricane Ida brought down the transmission lines that link the city to the electric grid, that's all according to Entergy, the city's provider of electricity. At 6.20 a.m., Dow, S&P, and NASDAQ futures are down as much as a tenth of a percent. The yield on the 10-year U.S. Treasury note slipped one basis point to 1.35 percent. The ICE U.S. dollar index gained about two-tenths of a percent. Oil futures rose with Brent crude adding about a tenth of a percent to 71.79. Gold futures are uh, higher by less than 1 percent at 17.99 an ounce. European equities are under pressure with the stock 600 and the FTSE 100 each declining about eight-tenths of a percent. In Asia, the Shanghai Composite rose one and a half percent. The Hang Seng in Hong Kong slipped a tenth of a percent and stocks in Asia advanced nearly one percent. On the calendar today at 10 a.m. Eastern, we'll get the job openings and labor turnover survey called the JOLTS Report. At 2 p.m., the Fed is due to release a report known as the Beige Book, offering an assessment of the current state of the U.S. economy. At 3 p.m., we can expect consumer credit details. And companies reporting results include RH, GameStop, AeroVironment, and Lululemon. Thanks for downloading this episode of Wall Street Breakfast. If you have comments, criticism, or suggestions to make the program more relevant, please do so below. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. That concludes today's Wall Street Breakfast. Thank you for listening. For the best investment analysis and news on the web, go to SeekingAlpha.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can sign up for our other podcasts, Behind the Idea, Essay for FAs, Let's Talk ETFs, the Cannabis Investing Podcast, and Marketplace Roundtable on those platforms as well. Have a great day.